0: After Talk is an exclusive Dr. Jane Ruby show feature brought to you by Triad Air Purifiers that stop shedding symptoms and keep you breathing allergen-free air wherever you are. Find them at airwaterhealing.com and don't forget to use the promo code RUBY for 10% off and free shipping. Now, please enjoy After Talk. Well, welcome to After Talk, an exclusive feature of the Dr. Jane Ruby Show. And we just concluded a great interview with analyst and scientist, Sasha Latapova. Sasha joins me now. So glad to have you on After Talk. Thanks for staying on. Thank
1: you, thank you, Jane.
0: (laughs) Um, We had a great conversation with some interesting work you've been doing and your take on the found suddenly, all of a sudden everybody wants to you know, they claim they found all this information new, uh, but you really do work in new information. All along the way, leaked documents, FOIA documents, uh, releases, whistleblower information. So your bombshell tonight is actually based on a substack that you just published a few days ago. Uh, that uh, I wanna hear more about. And this is this is where a, a, a lot of people are asking, what about mRNA shots either for animals as pets or in our livestock equally as frightening? Tell me tell me what this is all about
1: uh, and and we'll get into what we can do about it, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I, I was invited to speak recently at the Western Price Foundation uh, annual meeting. And uh, this was in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, which is very nice, uh, mm. and I, you know, I enjoyed myself, and I, and I, and because of the, this was food uh, crowd, uh, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they, uh, they invited me to speak about vaccines, but I thought, well, I mean, this is a food and agriculture people, so I have to kind of look, and I wanted to look into this Good issue point. myself. Good point. Good point. Yeah,
0: I love their foundation. Right,
1: so I did like 50/50 split between you know the what happened with the COVID shots and then talking about the food and agriculture uh, mRNA vaccines. And I went into and in looking in for information for it, and I was ter- I became actually terrified. This is a situation is worse than I thought. Yes, even because what I found is first of all that uh, genetic vaccines have been used in uh, uh, food supply in in animals. For quite some time now, mm. primarily, uh, majority of them have been used since actually 2005 in fish. Mm. In
0: fish, mm. farmed fish or wild? Farm. I mean, it's probably farmed, right?
1: Farmed fish. Right? I'm... Farm fish yes, farmed okay. fish. So, so right away, I tell everybody, don't consume farmed salmon or trout, especially not from the northern hemisphere. I would say maybe south is is better. But uh, so what happened is, is since two thousand five, they've been using uh, DNA vaccines in fish, in farmed fish, and these are DNA plasmid
0: vaccines. For for what purpose do you know?
1: So the problem is that all the like vaccination in general, but especially those vaccination in farmed animals, it's it's attempt to control the uncontrollable. They want to cram the animals into tight space, whether it's in you know water or, uh, con- you know, some sort of a controlled water space or in the uh, the, the, the housing for the uh, farmed animals. And, and big industrial farms want to optimize profits by raising as many animal species as they can per square foot, right, of space. And that's, there is a limit to how much biological stress can an organism sustain. And this is a huge biological stress if they cram them together, they're in a naturally tight environment. They are swimming in each other's excrement, essentially, mm-hmm. and of course they get sick. Uh, and then, and then, what do we do? Well, USDA and CDC and everyone calls it viruses. Mm. You know, <laughs> okay. Oh, we have this virus and this this fish virus and this fish virus, and uh, we need vaccines for those viruses. And so they come up with these DNA plasmid vaccine platforms, uh, and uh, the, the so these are the these have been in use since uh, 2005 in different different applications. Uh, then uh, and can they I
0: have ask, been approved. Can I ask a question? Like, if they're putting DNA plasmids into these fish, why aren't they getting cancer and dying? And like, they're smaller; they should die faster and get sick and even sicker. I,
1: yeah, I. I think they they do get sicker and they die faster, except that they they get harvested before those uh, signs materialize. Oh, very. that's gross!
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: so right, so I like I could not find much information on mm. the safety of those, and I, I'm still looking. But what I did find the the there were a lot of papers written about how uh, a lot of papers written hand waving away. Uh, the fact that this is um, potentially dangerous, it can cause cancer and that it can transfer because they're in water, right? So it can transfer to other species, aquatic species, it can transfer through the water, it, you know, and what happens when it gets uh, in the food supply, they're saying, oh, there's very, very low chances plasmids that de- degrade very quickly. And the GMOs laws d- don't really apply to this. And, uh, but then I found another study from Italy where they looked at the dna plasmid how long they persist in uh i believe it was uh salmon uh and they and they found that these plasmids are in their muscle uh 300 days out
0: oh so my god. Years,
1: they have these so obviously the, the plasmids the dna gets incorporated because otherwise it wouldn't it wouldn't be present for such a long time oh my god it gets incorporated and it gets now produced. And so they've been able to detect these plasmids, even though these academic papers uh, written for regulatory purposes state that this is a very transient and quickly degrades, turns out it doesn't, it stays in the fish for a year. Uh, and um, anyway, and, and then there is no conclusion as to what potential damage it can cause. Uh, but, uh, you know, plasmid DNA is a is a way to, uh, infect fact, uh, the, the, Body cells and the microbi, especially microbiome cells, because we know that well. Specifically for humans, we have E. coli living in our gut, and E. coli are used in biotechnology to 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 produce these plasmids in the first place. So they oh create God. the synthetic DNA piece of code, and they introduce it to E. coli cells in the vats, and then E. coli cells multiply and grow the DNA. So you are you you basically you you can infect. Uh, E. coli in the environment and in the gut of animals or humans uh, wow. with this method. In addition, the the plasmids always always contain antibiotic resistance genes because that's necessary for the biological manufacturing.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: because the E. coli, uh, when when it's all done, the, how you get rid of E. coli, you kill them with antibiotic, and so so that the genetic material survives this process, they need to have antibiotic resistance genes incorporated into them
0: wow that explains why there's the sv40 promoter that was identified mm-hmm. and sequenced by McKernan, but also uh, i don't know if it was McKernan or another corroborating scientist who found hey these are there's some genetic code in there to for antibody or i'm sorry antibiotic, for antibiotic resistance, resistance. Yeah. yeah
1: yes those were found and they are there they were disclosed by pfizer for example but there's they're problematic in our opinion because once you so all these um papers that are trying to wave away this problem as a risk to to humans and livestock are stated are, are predicated on the on the fact that oh this is so little it's it's insignificant it's very very small right but look if all of our vaccines get converted into this all animal vaccines get converted into this. And uh, a whole bunch of uh, other biological products are made uh, from these plasmids with antibiotic resistance genes. And that now, just for COVID shots, in 18 months of their manufacture, there was a kilogram of DNA produced with wow. antibiotic resistance. So, uh, okay, we're not talking about small anymore. Right. So now we have environment being overwhelmed with these problems, so when we have, you have a small issue of you know escape of this plasmid or escape of this genetic code or recombination of a virus into a, a repli- replicating virus, you can say, well, it's a small chance, blah blah. But when all these small chances are now being implemented in trillions and trillions of instances, it's not a small chance anymore. It's a guaranteed event. Well, this
0: is huge. Um, so we've been, if. You know and, and let me just say that restaurants because it's cheaper by half you can see that in a grocery store the farmed salmon or any farmed mm-hmm. fish is half the price of wild if they're telling yeah. the truth you know about what's mm-hmm. what and so you can assume that every salmon you have in a restaurant is farmed unless yep. it's a special restaurant unless
1: they specifically say that it's it's not right they, they, they can certify yeah
0: right this is, I mean, uh, listen. There's a lot of work going on, and I, you probably talk to people in the state of Missouri, uh, mm-hmm. spearheaded by Attorney Tom Renz's former assistant, who became a legislator, Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, just escaping her last name, but anyway, uh, there's a lot of work going on in in, in Missouri in that legislature to stop mRNA injected, you know, cows, livestock for beef.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was in touch with one of the colleagues there, and I gave them my material, and I will. We now established a, a line ahead. of communication, so we will. I will continue sending it to them. Yeah, they, they, told me in January they start restart the session about this, and this is this is extremely dangerous. So in addition to fish, so this was one, you know, one problem that I found. The second, even worse, uh, is the uh, swine <laughs> vaccine. So in 2021, USDA approved mRNA in uh, nanoparticle vaccine from Merck for swine. For, 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 for uh, pork, pigs and swine. Okay. Wow. And, and, and that one is really, really terrible. I, so I could not find much good information. I found some.
0: What makes it terrible or what makes it more inflammatory or worse?
1: Yeah. So I think it's worse because it isn't in some sort of, uh, they're saying RNA particles, so meaning that they probably are using some sort of similar lipid nanoparticle platform. Oh my God! Uh, to deliver, so it's very very similar to the COVID shots. Now I was able to find USDA label for it, and it has a summary of studies uh and uh on the very last page so they they measure efficacy by some very uh by by, by scoring mechanism so it's it's a qualitative assessment some bs uh, right it's a, yes bs it's 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 subject to manipulation but when I, I was looking for safety and and that was not impressive very you know uh, not very impressive efficacy but i was like okay fine and i was looking for safety last page of the label contains safety information i published it only one summary table I couldn't find the underlying paper. And I don't think that anybody would publish such a, this in a paper because the data is atrocious. They were testing safety on 750 piglets, like three to five days of age, uh, 3% died immediately. Uh, and then uh, 20, like additional 27% had within 21 days developed very severe conditions such as anorexia. CNS problems, uh, the uh, loss of weight, uh, a loss of the you know, basically they couldn't walk, meningitis, uh, and there was a huge list of things. And that's total is 30 percent of piglets got these severe adverse events and deaths. Now, if a piglet gets a severe adverse event, do you think they go to the hospital to get recovered? (laughs) No, they get slaughtered,
0: right? Get them out, get them to the market, get them into the grocery store.
1: Right so you so oh, you, man. you you inject you inject your herd 30% of it you have to slaughter right away
0: Wow this is what i'm saying cuz um, you're going to i don't understand i understand them trying to kill humans directly with it but to put it in livestock what is the benefit except that now you got a pressure to get them out is, is there is there some benefit other than trying to indirectly kill us through the bad
1: meat I think it's it's part of the nefarious agenda, because another feature of this Merck vaccine is it's it's already WHO enabled, uh, meaning that they collect data. Uh, So so Merck advertises this vaccine as a platform for making uh, custom vaccines within 12 weeks, which is the same thing that WHO now wants to introduce through international health regulations is these human mRNA vaccines within 100 days, same thing based on custom information. So the governments, so remember that in these IHR amendments that they're signing off on and Biden already signed off on, uh, they're saying we will have to do genetic surveillance and uh, environment surveillance for various viruses and different, uh, yeah, so so different viruses, both in humans and animals. And then the country is supposed to have genetic labs testing all all the time and when we find something really pathogenic, really dangerous, we're supposed to share it with WHO and other countries. And then they will have huge mRNA manufacturing facilities of which they're already building these facilities uh, that will be producing these custom vaccines within hundred days. So here we go, Merck already has one. They're testing it in swine. Yeah. And uh, preparing it for this, but then they will roll it out throughout the whole system.
0: The only way to protect yourself is really to you got to everybody's got to hunker down and start to plan within their local areas either grow it or raise the livestock or partner with small because i'm gonna you know i've got this chart and uh, you know sasha i'm gonna put it up on the screen but basically what it is it's it's i just did a show last week on the the, the food manufacturers that it's not just your steak your chicken and your pork chop it's the it's the meat products that then be mixed with other things that go into your sausage and your ballpark franks and your so so these the main companies Sasha were I just sort of I'm gonna name off like some of the top ten were Tyson's. Uh, PepsiCo, Kraft, Nestle, P&G, you know them all. Kellogg's, mm-hmm. Unilever, Johnson & Johnson in their food division. And then within those divisions, they have maybe thousands of brands like Hillshire Farms. And so this thing has tentacles that control the breadth and depth of our food supply. You, and what you're reporting, these animals, eventually they want to get these animals saturated if they're not already. I'm glad you said that since 2006 or something, because I did say Mm -hmm. you don't think these companies are all set up. And now, the main part of what I reported last week was if you've seen this, Tyson is partnering with Protix in the Netherlands, which is a multi billion dollar insect like multiplier, right? And so they're going to incorporate that. There's No. no other purpose but to make us sick, maybe cyclically dependent. On pharmaceuticals, sick, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yes,
1: sick, dependent on pharmaceuticals. The, the number one problem with all of this is destruction of microbiome of, of both animals, mm. humans, and potentially uh, plants. Uh, and and that that destruction of microbiome and uh, well, Doctor Sabine Hazen was talking about bifidobacteria a lot, and that's yes, that's very protective for all sorts of things illnesses and also has role in everything mm. in autism, ADhDs, uh, psychological conditions, neurological mm. conditions, cancer, diabetes, uh, everything. So that's what they're destroying. They're destroying our ability even when we get food, then it's not nutritious food, it's dangerous food. So that's what that's why we were talking about it with Western Price Foundation and there I think we can already uh, act, pretty pretty well, because if we organize, don't wait for regulators, obviously they're AWOL and they're busily undoing all the regulatory uh, constraints that, that were there. So they're working uh, to, to, to put this all in our food supply. We don't need regulators. We actually don't even need the GMO laws uh, because nobody's following them. Uh, I think what we need to do is we need to organize with farmers, food suppliers, small manufacturers, small producers, uh, and organize and start self-certifying, start making sure that, so there is, for, for example, the beef initiative, there were some other agricultural initiatives uh, uh, with regard to the beef, grass-fed beef uh, cooperatives that are saying, we will not use mRNA, we will ensure our, our animals are free of this and commit to other practices such as organic and uh, you know uh, s- sustainability is a good thing. Uh, and so we can organize and we can push back because as consumers, we have a lot of power here. Uh, we, we don't have as much power on the pharmaceutical side, but we do have power on the food side. And so we can, we can organize together with the producers of the food and farmers and ranchers and push back on this nonsense.
0: Yeah, for sure it's a mutual thing like you say find those local ones but you you, we we have to mutually commit you you as the farmer or livestock raising you you commit not to use these and stay under the radar from these big corporations and we commit to support you so you can sustain it and Mm -hmm. you can survive because we're going to need you uh it's it's a similar idea that um Ivan Rakland said on one of one of my interviews with him where he said the next time around if they start this BS with them you know the masks in the stores you say to the store instead of saying to the store owner hey forget you I'm not gonna no you say listen I'll commit to shop only here if you commit to stop enforcing this crap but it's, it's a similar idea we have to start yeah. forming these alliances and you know you're already basically saying in dropping this story that that this is already here and it's been ongoing, but they're trying to broaden it and deepen it. Right. And so, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, they're, they're trying to make it uh, pervasive throughout the whole system. And that's how they want to justify the they, they, they want to justify permanent the st- state of emergency and pandemics mm-hmm. uh, and be able to declare pandemic anytime they want by doing this. Uh, you know, surveillance and genetic testing for PCR identified viruses, that's a total nonsense. So there's, we also need to push back to, farmers need to push back and say, there's no reason to use these things on mm-hmm. animals or on anybody, but like, I'm concerned about my animals. So there's no no reason to, to use these things. My animals are not sick. You can't CDC come in and, and kill, uh, you know, millions of, of uh, chickens mm-hmm. because some uh, pretend, virus that you identified by pcr test but the chickens were not sick so you need to have real evidence that there is real illness and real emergency before you can do any of of these sorts of things okay even even justify vaccinations Mm -hmm. for example
0: Mm -hmm. so it's it's um all of us who know and we're sharing it with the audience all of you now who know it's it's important that you get it out as much as possible. There are going to be casualties of this. People have already probably died from some of this or people with weakened immune systems um, and and the like. So, um, wow, there's just so much more to do. And I guess I would ask you to repeat your plea that you made at the end of the main show, uh, where you asked, you said, this is the time for whistleblowers. Um, the, the, the empire is starting to fall. So talk of just in closing and anything else you want to add, you know, re-, re remind everybody of that. It was a brilliant plea. The timing for whistleblowers.
1: Yes, I think I think that, so. This is uh, primarily in regard to Pfizer and Moderna at the moment because the heat is on them uh, sure. for killing and injuring so many people. And I, I, I'm pretty sure this is my uh, prediction. Okay, you can you can check on it in a few months. My prediction is that Department of Justice uh, somehow will realize that, that Pfizer did something wrong. And we'll start prosecuting Pfizer, so they'll find something, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and so and and I'm saying that in this process, because that's the next step of the whole whole uh, play. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that process, they will throw people under the bus, and those are going to be low level or middle managers from manufacturing and uh, other places of the company. And I'm saying this is a good time; it's always a good time, but now in particular, as Pfizer is going down, they're going to be doing mass layoffs. Moderna is going to be doing layoffs start speaking, you know, become, consider becoming whistleblowers. You have whistleblower protection. And if you have knowledge about what are they doing in the manufacturing, how are they violating uh, consumer safeguards? This is a good time to start speaking.
0: Yeah. And, and to transfer that to this whole, uh, this, uh, military industrial food corporate mm-hmm. complex, there are literally in the top 10 there are probably several million employees across all these entities i just named you you've, you've mm-hmm. got to know what your companies are doing um, to human beings through the meat and through the processing yeah. of foods right it's not Absolutely. enough to say yeah just don't don't buy processed foods everybody's like oh yeah hand me the cheez its you know hand me the uh-huh. potato chips but but like you said um, this is the time for real whistleblowers because eventually they're going to take out your you you and your people too i mean nobody's very few people yeah. are going to be exempt from this right
1: exactly this will get through the entire food supply i mean you can't hide from it unless you're bill gates and you bought your own farms maybe that's why water supply and your own fisheries and everything you can't you can't uh, escape this mm-hmm. maybe that's why he's doing it now maybe it makes sense that he's buying up
0: hundreds of thousands of acres across the United States with natural streams on them and things so that he can insulate himself. Uh, Uh We're trying to figure out why, but now some of it's starting to come clearer as a major possibility. So, Uh great stuff. Sasha, where can people find you and support your great work? Uh,
1: Yeah, so I I mostly publish on Substack um, and you can find me, Sasha Latipova, one com, or uh, due diligence and art is the title of the publication.
0: That sounds great. And you can subscribe. You can support her monthly. Um, she's working constantly uh, and traveling, and I'm sure much of it on her own dime. So All of oh, it um, on
1: my own dime. All <laughs> of it. All of it.
0: And it's not brought to you by Pfizer. Okay, so no, it's not th- that's why it's important because, you know, you want it free, go watch Fox News and Pfizer will tell you what to think.
1: Well, oh, yeah, is... or subscribe to, to CDC. Or well, there are some substacks that I've, I've published about it. So there are some fake substacks, fake mm. fake fronts for for CDC, and they're very popular. They have ten thousand and more paid subscribers to read oh, my CDC God. advertisements. Oh <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, these idiots! It's just, just like when I find imposters. No, no, it's, I, yeah. I,
1: it's it's set up. I I I I really don't think there are. 10, oh, real people. they for this. Bots? Yeah, it's just a fake front. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, thank God for that. Because sometimes I see imposters of myself on Twitter or Telegram, and I see a thousand followers. And I'm like, guys, no, that you're following an imposter. Hello. So it's crazy. It's crazy out there. But okay, Sasha, thank you so much for everything you're doing. The Substack is due diligence and art, or yes. Sasha Latapova, all one. Dot, and follow her and support her great work. So thanks again for being here for doing the Dr. Jane Ruby Show and the After Talk. I learned so much. I, I think I want you on the show most of all because I keep learning and, you know, <laughs> you know, as well as when we talk off camera. But this is so valuable. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much, Jane. Yeah, have a, great, have a great night. Thanks again for being with me. That's it for After Talk. Uh, don't forget to go watch the main show uh, with Sasha Latapova. Have a great night, everyone. I'll see you in the next uh, Dr. Jane Ruby Show. Hi everyone, Dr. Jane Ruby here with a quick message on spreading lies and scamming you. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. Medical Disclaimer.